2: Good afternoon and welcome. I am Jillian Moss and you will not believe where I'm broadcasting live this time. As I told you a couple weeks ago, my show beyond, excuse me, my book beyond the pews, breaking with tradition and letting go of religious lockdown, was awarded for this and asked to be a part of the cover awards ceremony, which is the coalition of resources, visionary resources, so I am and decided once again <laughs> to broadcast live in Denver, Colorado at the INAP convention where the awards were given out last night. And it is called the International New Age Trade Show here in Denver. And so, New York at the BEA Expo a couple weeks ago, as you recall, I went live as well on that show, and I'm so glad that I don't Skype the show. It was a crazy day, as you all know by now. I was stuck behind a little garbage can, because that was the only place I could find that I could, A, broadcast from, and B, be quiet in a surrounding that you could at least hear me. So I'm happy to report that I have found a better corner to broadcast my show live here at INAT's convention. So I'm going to tell you what award I won in the second segment. But the first segment, I want to talk to someone who's out here with me in Denver, and her name is Jessica, and she's the publicist from Quest Books. And the reason I brought out Quest Books is because they were kind enough to allow Lake Street Crest and Beyond the Pews to have an autographed meet and greet session yesterday in their booth of this three-day event. So Jessica was kind enough to be on air with me today from Quest Books. Hello, Jessica. Jessica. Well, here we go again. I'm not sure where she went. Jessica.
0: Jessica. Hi, Jillian. Can you hear me?
2: I can hear you now. It's so funny oh. that we are having trouble, right? You're clear across the other side of the convention hall. How are you doing over there?
0: I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> good. Is your booth busy? Um, At the moment, we're okay, so I'm ready to talk. Well,
2: so I better talk quickly, right, before you get too busy? It's good. There's been a lot of traffic
0: here, hasn't there? Yes, yeah, we've gotten uh, quite a few orders and interest, and you never know the kind of people you're going to walk into and meet and network with. So it's a really interesting and great opportunity here.
2: Yeah, and this is a totally different uh, fair and book event that we were both at in New York City a couple weeks ago. Can you tell us exactly what Quest Books is and how it works with the society that you work
0: with? Sure. Well, Quest Books is actually the publishing arm of the Theosophical Society in America. We're located out uh, just outside of Chicago in Wheaton, Illinois. And basically, the Theosophical Society has been around since 1875 and is represented in 70 countries across the world um, with our national headquarters um, in Wheaton, Illinois. And the basic philosophy is that we stand for complete freedom of individual search and belief. So it's all about promoting unity of all of humanity, finding that interconnectedness that we all share, you know, despite our nationalities, our creeds, our religions, and our beliefs and then to foster religious and racial understanding through the study of religion, philosophy, and the sciences. So being the publishing arm of that organization, um, we basically publish titles under a huge range of categories um, as long as it falls under that basic idea that, you know, we're promoting the interconnectedness of everybody and the furthering of people's own religions and spiritual paths and understanding of each other.
2: And you hit it right on the head. I'm sorry. mm
0: -hmm. When you said that yesterday,
2: when I was in your booth, And I'm trying to figure out a theme of all the books that were around, you know, for presentation. And you're right. right. They really have the whole gamut. Your publishing company just really has a niche, and there's a book for almost any kind of relationship, humanistic or spiritual evolution that anybody wants.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, from spirit through alternative healing practices, books on medication, or I'm sorry, meditation, um, transpersonal psychology. I mean, we just published a book on um, ESP and the paranormal, so it definitely covers the entire gamut, but um, they're all very good books. They go through a very um, intense acquisitions process so that we can really stand behind every title that we publish and feel really good about the work and the authors writing them. Yeah, and
2: it fits in very good with the convention that we're both at right now, which is the IMATS convention. Now, Mm -hmm. I was talking to you earlier in the booth, and you said you you guys, Quest Books, have been here a long time with this show.
0: Yes, yes. Our publishing house has been around since 1965, and so we've been coming here for, I mean, I'm – I, this is actually my first time here at the show representing Quest Books, but as um, a publisher, we've been here for just years and years and years. So, yeah, and we, I, we I get know, a lot out of it. We're both newbies, right, Jessica? Yes. So the
2: whole, I mean, and there's just bounds of different booths with all different kind of wares from incense and books, of course, and beads and artworks. And it's just a really eclectic group of uh, attendees,
0: would you say? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely, yes. (laughs) You definitely find a lot of people who are interested in all kinds of interesting things you've probably never heard of. And the way that they're
2: dressed, it's the best people watching. I'm having the best time just sitting back and watching all the different scarves and things that people are wearing it's one of those shows where you can be a little more creative and on the wild
0: side don't you think oh absolutely yeah it's very fun in that regard yeah absolutely and sitting here in the booth there's nothing better than just watching the people come by interacting with them learning new things and it's very cool
2: People seem to be having a really good time. Now, I know that you have several books that you're really working on publicizing out there. I think we talked about three, Jessica. What are those three that you're
0: really working with right now in different offers? Sure. Well, here at this show, we're um, very heavily promoting one of our newly released books. Um, it's called Nature, Spirits. Spirit. Spirit Guides and Ghosts, How to Talk With and Photograph Beings of Other Realms. So it's by Adela Dorothy Toy, and it's just this fascinating book about how to basically connect with the spirit world and then not only connect with them, but do it safely and then photograph them as well. And Adela is um, a spirit worker, and she does the photography herself. So there's all kinds of different pictures in the books in the book that's very interesting. And what makes it I think most interesting is that because she just tons of her own personal stories of working with different ghosts and spirits and things like that that she uses in the book to kind of teach the lessons and talk about, you know, how to work with these beings. And then here's a situation that happened to me, and here's a lesson you can learn from it. So um, just tons of really interesting stories. Like she talks about this um, Stanley Hotel in Essex Park, Colorado, which is known as being the second most, haunted hotel in the country and is actually a place that Stephen King once stayed at and it inspired The Shining. So it's a very interesting haunted hotel and she talks about how she stayed there and all the different things that were happening in her room and, you know, windows shutting and things like that, smelling different kinds of things. And so she went on the ghost tour and she was actually staying in the haunted wing of the hotel, and as they were talking about the different um, ghosts that inhabit the hotel, she smelled this rose water and found that it was the favorite scent of the original owner's dead wife, and that she was one of the ghosts that haunts the hotel. And then she looked and actually saw the ghost and saw her sitting on the bed, and, you know, it even left an indent on the bed, and she smelled this rose water smell wherever she was at, and you know, Adela being able to communicate with these, um, spiritual beings is kind of like, she felt that the ghost sensed dead, and so was paying special attention to her. And so at the end of the tour, she was going back to her room and the ghost showed up there and she was just kind of tired and wanted to sleep. So she just asked the ghost politely, you know, thank you for your attentiveness, but I really just need to take a nap now. And the ghost (laughs) said, oh, thank you. I, I was just trying to make sure you were comfortable and then left with all her friends. So just very interesting stories like that. And, you know, the idea that you could actually get to a place where you can experience these sorts of things. is just a fascinating concept, I think, that interests a lot of people, uh, especially people here. So it's very
2: interesting. I looked through that book yesterday, Jessica, and it is a really good book. And I thought, you know, it's one of those things where I, you could not pay me enough to go on one of those ghost tours.
0: <laughs> you know, I do all that I stuff
2: know. for a living. Little- But it's like, I'm not deliberately going to do that. So I really enjoy those kind of books that write about it so I don't
0: have to go over there. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, it's funny because when I was even reading it, I was somewhat skeptical, you know, and I was like, this is kind of weird to me, but as you're reading it, it's just these stories are just so interesting, and it's so engaging, and it just really opens you up to the possibility that maybe there are things out there that we can't see, and it's just a really interesting thing to contemplate, so very good book, and it's been doing really well here, so very good. I really like
2: the book, because when you think of your society, to a certain extent, people kind of pigeonhole it in their mind that it's all these really heavy spiritual kind of you know genres that they don't really they want to know about but they don't want to know about and I thought this was a good title in a book to show that the society is about involving every aspect because aren't Ghost stories, there's shows on television all the time about it now, and people are talking about it in conversations everywhere, so it's not like it's this closet thing anymore, and I request books to be a part of that book, and my book, and other books like it, it's showing that it has such
0: a large range of different kinds of people. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, you're seeing these kinds of things becoming more and more popular, and almost to the point of being mainstream in some in some cases. So it's a it's fascinating to watch. You know, we've been doing these kinds of things for so long that it's gratifying to see it. And it's this idea that it's you know enduring over all these years, source of interest to people. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, it's gotten to a place where, yes, it's going to be a little
2: tenuous. Yes, it might be a little frightening or scary, but it's more intriguing. I find it, uh, those kind of books, interesting to read sometimes than fiction books because they're real-life stories from real-life, normal people.
0: Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. And that's actually, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say it kind of leads into the second book that we're promoting right. here. Um, it's The Reality of ESP by the physicist, Russell Tard. And it's one of my favorite books that we've published this year because it's, like you said, it's his own personal account, but it's so fascinating. It almost reads like fiction. And his story is basically he's a physicist. He helped pioneer the development of the laser, and he's, You know, this just very fascinating person who became interested in ESP and actually founded this Stanford Research Institute on on researching ESP and ended up working for the CIA and NASA and all kinds of different places to help develop ESP research. So in this book, he has recently declassified data from all the trials that he did with the CIA and with NASA on something he calls remote viewing, which is um, when you're sitting in a certain location and you actually, in your mind, can go visit other places and see other things. And so at the height of the Cold War, it was something that the government was very interested in developing. And so it's got all these fascinating stories about you know, these different psychics that were able to, you know, read numbers inside the Russian, you know, safe houses and things like that, and he backs it up with all the actual data from, you know, the CIA, and he's got the diagrams and charts of people who would draw the things they saw, and then it turned out that that was the exact layout in this, you know, remote far away place so it's a fascinating book and he's such a fascinating person that it, it really reads kind of like this fictitious story but it's all real yeah can you imagine living a life like that that's
2: a book like a guy's guy's book
0: you oh, know yeah.
2: something that guys would like to pick up and read i'm sure i would like it too but the whole war issue and how they were using such a theory kind of techniques to such a hardcore physical reality is kind of far fetched, but I looked at that book too, oh, right. because we talked about that one, and he really does bring it down to a concrete level where everybody could understand it
0: right and what I think is so interesting about it too is just this idea that the that our own government was you know paying for it and sponsoring this type of research, so it's become you know enough of something that that has validity behind it that are, you know, you're seeing it within the, our own government.
2: Yeah, that's a little hard to take, isn't it? But it it's sounds like <laughs> he has the credibility to write a book like that and make those statements like that. So right. it's fun to read a book where you know that the the author is very legitimate and this is actual real time and real things that happened in the universe. It is hard to believe, isn't it?
3: Right, it is.
2: <laughs> yes, but well, I people
0: wanna, just love that. So is it going good? Do people really like that one? Oh, yeah. This is probably our bestseller this season right now. Um, the author, Russell Targ, he's very, con- he's very connected with Deepak Chopra. So he's done a couple events with... Um, Deepak Chopra, where he talks about the book and practiced this idea of the remote viewing with people because he actually will, you know, teach people about it. And in fact, he actually has an iPhone app where it helps you develop your ESP abilities. It's pretty wild. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever done that yet? I tried it, and I have, I forget what the category was. It said something like, you know, you'll get there someday. <laughs> a polite way of saying you, you're you not very good at this. <laughs> so does that
2: mean, Jessica, you have to keep calling back on the app until you yeah, get I it right? Yeah, I guess so. Get...
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we only have a few more minutes left, and I know that you do a lot of different events with your authors off mm-hmm. and on, and you have some real popular ones. And I know that there's a hundred different locations, but we're basically talking about the one in Wheaton, which is the headquarters in Chicago, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Well, why don't you give us that uh email address and the website or any other things you want to give us so people can find your location and I'm sure there's a calendar on your website of the
0: events that's coming, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Um, our website is www.questbooks.net, and there you'll find information about all our titles, can buy them all online. Um, you'll find the phone number to call, and it also has, of course, you know, our events page. It, it pretty much has everything you would need to know. And then on theosophical.org is the website where you'll find the events that we're hosting as a society, and even if it's not any of our authors, it's You know, so very interesting people. I think it's very worthwhile. You'll also find webinars of past workshops that we've done and just a plethora of different information um, about all kinds of topics. You know, pretty much anything under the sun, you can find some real scholarly work on it. Um, It's very good. Well, I don't want to throw
2: this at you, but what is your favorite thing about the INAC convention where we're at live right now in Denver, Colorado? What's been your favorite thing so far?
0: Um, I think my favorite thing is just meeting all the different people and just getting to talk to them and hear about, you know, the different reasons why they're here. I mean, I know there's Uh, a booth somewhere that's taking pictures of people's auras and they wear them around their neck and there's um, fairy dust where you can go to a booth and get sprinkled with this glittery fairy dust and just things that you aren't really exposed to in your probably everyday normal circles. So it's just fascinating and it's just so interesting to me. And everyone here just seems so genuine and, you know, they're not afraid to be who they are and say what they believe and that's kind of refreshing. I agree. That's one of my favorite things.
2: They're really comfortable with who they are. But you know what? Those aura pictures, I have wanted to do one of those, Jessica, but I'm afraid if I think it, it's going to turn out completely black, and you better know oh, yeah. I'm not putting that <laughs>
3: sucker around and my
2: neck. Are
0: you, crazy? <laughs> you brought the same thing. I did. I was kind of scared. I'm like, I don't know if I, I, ho- I mean, I hope it's good, but I don't need to be surprised and see some black non or I know. Exactly.
2: <laughs> and you have to do it in front of everybody. It's like, what if they do it, they look at it, they don't get anything, and they just gasp, <laughs> and all the crowd now knows. <laughs> yes. It definitely would take a leap of faith. <laughs> So I can guarantee you I'm not going to be doing that, but I've been doing some tons of great shopping for my family and my dearest friends. Oh, the jewelry
0: here is beautiful. Uh, I know. It's, I know, and it's hard to choose from, isn't it? Oh, my gosh, absolutely, yes.
2: I know, and my other weakness is aromatherapy, so
0: it's like,
3: oh, you're in the right place
2: for that, too. <laughs> I know. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us on air, and it was a pleasure to be in your booth, and thank you for allowing me to be a part of the process here at iMad. And oh, absolutely. I know. So thank you. After the break, I want to talk to a representative from the Coalition of Visionary Resources. And uh, she's one of the authors that are focusing their in on here. And she was up for an award too. So right after this break, she's going to join me, Margaret Ann Lembo. Be back after a few.
1: For more, welcome back. Here's your host, Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude.
2: Yes, I'm back here live at the INAT convention, the International New Age Trade Show, and I am just having a ball out here. And as you know, I'm doing it live, and I've been a lucky, lucky lady today because I've been able to to get a hold of two very special guests that are here at the show with me. As you know, I talked about uh, Quest books in the first half of the show, but now I want to focus in on a special lady that I crossed paths with yesterday. And I got a little giddy, to be quite honest with you. She's quite known around here, and apparently she's a part of what I was talking about earlier with Beyond the Pews being nominated for an award with the Cover Organization, which is the Coalition of Visionary Resources, and as her name is, Margaret Ann Limbo. Good afternoon, Margaret. She's not there. Okay, well, I guess lost her too, but let me talk to you about her and explain to her. She is the past president of the coalition that gave out the visionary resources last night, and she actually won first place in the winning category that she is in. She owns um, and runs the Crystal Garden, which was a beautiful aromatherapy booth here on the INEP convention tour, and. She was very excited about being on it, but we guess we lost her. So I want to talk to you about what happened last night, which was the awards banquet. And I have to be honest with you, I was a little taken back about how wonderful the nominations were that were on the floor with me. They had three different categories, which was books, music, and sidelines which for those of you that don't know sidelines is um, the jewelry, the aromatherapies, the candle booths, those different kind of things. And it was exciting to be a part of it. And I am happy to announce that Beyond the Pews won runner-up, second runner-up for the category of autobiography and in part of the whole overall awards they gave out last night. Everybody was dressed beautifully, and everyone was excited about winning. The interesting thing that I'm learning as I go along, that the New Age group and society are changing, have evolved since I started in the industry almost 20 years ago. Twenty years ago, it was just a few booths and a few fringe people that were, had some ideas about changing the universe and making it better for the rest of us. And acceptance, as I talk about in my book, for every kind of person on the planet, whether that's from a religious point of view, a spiritual point of view, a gender point of view, and it was just this kind of industry that was in the background and you really didn't hear it much. Well, as it's progressed, and this is the first time that I've been out to an actual New Age trade show for a very, very long time, and I found that it was quite fun and interesting to see the evolution. So let's go back to Margaret and see if I can get her back online. Margaret? Margaret? Hi, this is Margaret Ann. <laughs> Are you there? It's like I went over there, you were there, and then all of a sudden you were gone. So thanks for calling back. Oh, no, I, this is the first time I called in. I, could you, I, I'm just calling in now. Oh, well, you know what? We're on the air live. So thank you. I've been talking about you, and I said that I was a little giddy to have you on the show this morning.
3: Oh, how (laughs) sweet of you. I'm so honored to be on your show. Thank you for inviting me.
2: Well, I was telling the people earlier that you actually have a company called the Crystal Garden,
3: correct? I do. I do. It's a gift store, bookstore, and spiritual center, as well as the wholesale aspect of my business, which is uh, aromatherapy products and uh, angel gemstone oracle cards and Meditation CDs. So it's very multifaceted, just like any good crystal should be, right?
2: Exactly. And you know, when you go up to those booths, Margaret, you can just tell there's certain ones that have a calm essence and that it's just very grounded in what it's supposed to be in the world. I really got that off your booth yesterday when I was walking down the aisle to find you. So it really resonates with this beautiful love essence that everybody's looking for. So thanks.
3: Well, thank you, and thanks for noticing. It shows you're pretty tuned in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wanted to have you on today because we were talking about the cover awards, and I know that they are part sponsors of the INAC convention here in Denver and that you're actually the past president of that. Can you elaborate a little bit what that organization is about and what they do in the world?
3: Oh, I'd be love to you. Yes, yes. I'm the <laughs> out- outgoing president. I just served four years, and now I'm vice president. And the Coalition of Visionary Resources, which is the uh, actual literal name for Cover, is a non-profit organization that's really dedicated to supporting independent retailers, manufacturers, distributors. Wholesalers, publishers, um, authors, musicians, and any kind of merchandise that might support the visionary industry. It's a really very very good service that we provide to help business to business and members um, grow and be successful in their in their visionary business. Now that
2: includes retailers too, because I'm uh, there were retailers all through the booths as well, but the retailers are here to work with the club sellers.
3: So what this show is about is the trade show is built with booths that have mostly musicians, anybody who's selling something to the independent retailers. Got it. Got so it. my 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 booth is not about my retail division; it's my wholesale division. It's like you'll okay. see the publishing houses and you'll see musicians because they want to show this is what I can offer the community. Please buy from me, <laughs> please.
2: You know, and pretty I funny. didn't please please please. And you know, I didn't. To be honest with you, I really didn't know that much about um, the Co- coalition until. My uh, publicist and distributor talked to me about it. But I get here and I find out it has a very long legacy. It's been in operation for a very long time.
3: Well, INAS has been in business for a very long time, the International New Age Trade Show. And, and I right. my my perception over the years is that its uh, cover, the Coalition of Visionary Resources, was created to support the, all the people who might ever attend an INAS show. So it's a very uh, hand-in-hand kind of organization. It's the nonprofit trade organization that really helps to facilitate and support business in the New Age Conscious Living industry.
2: When I started in this industry uh, a long time ago, and I'm sure you've been in the industry as well, and when I first got into it, it was the small little niche market in the corner that was, you know, not spoken amongst much now we fast forward and I'm amazed by how mainstream all of this has become thankfully correct I mean it's beautiful to see all these huge booths and take up lots of space here that's really serving all communities now
3: yes this this show is definitely the main show for supporting this industry and I do I do perceive that um, I've been my retail business is 23 plus years old and I don't think it would have lasted this long if it wasn't something that keeps continuing to interest my customers and my community where I live you know like the local it has expanded now more because I'm a published author with Llewellyn but before that it was just based on me being there and point beach south florida just doing my thing and supporting transformation one customer at a time
2: exactly and now it's conversations and you can you're in it's accessible the crystals and the jewels and the the aromatherapy you know are being used by almost every household so i think we're making progress margaret
3: well, I sure hope so. That's my intention, and I think it is much. It's much more, much more accessible, much more of a common thing, and it's just continuing to educate. Because, like for example, you know, people love to use aromatherapy, and there are big companies out there using that word aromatherapy. But real aromatherapy exactly. is is different than the aromatherapy that you plug in that you get at a grocery store. So we just right. continue to expand and move forward, and you know, all is well. <laughs> yeah,
2: and. I really like your products because, again, I said the vibration was very good on it. But let's switch the topic just a bit. I want to talk to you about being an author in this industry. How many books have you written? And or I know that you said you're publisher already, but and then we want to talk about your big award that you won last
3: night. I was so excited. Oh, I'm so excited also. So essentially I've written a total of, of four books. Um, Four two are them. published already and on the market. The, the first one, which won the award, uh, the uh, Coalition of Visionary Resources Visionary Award, last night in the category of alternative health and healing, is Chakra Awakening, Transform Your Reality Using Color, Crystals, Aromatherapy, and the Power of Positive Thought. And uh, my second title is uh, an e-book only, also published by Llewellyn Worldwide, and that one is called all about smudging so people can learn about clearing negative energy from their space and bringing positive energy. So I'm all about that positive energy that you picked up on. And then the, the newest titles that are up and coming are um, coming out in uh, next spring and April, uh, The Essential Guide to Crystals, Minerals, and Stones with Llewellyn and Worldwide and Color Your World with Crystals for Young Readers. Which I'm so excited yes. about. And, and that's I coming was out. I'm excited about that. Yes, and that was coming out in, in UK and USA, both with oh, uh, an imprint of Vintorn Press. Vintorn is in United Kingdom. Well, and how many
2: books? I know there's some books coming out for the kind that, that last book that you were talking about. But when that one was mentioned, everybody just went crazy in the crowd because as we were talking last night, one of the speakers about how the children and the next generation are what we need to be bringing in. And it sounds like you've already tapped into that next layer of Awakened People. Can you tell me a little bit about that book? Is that book finished or is it... It
3: it Honestly. is finished. It's, it's, it's actually Ooh, it's in production. It's coming out in April. Uh, okay. I think it's April. They haven't given me the exact launch date yet, but it uh, it appears to be in spring, and it is in production right now. As uh, they just came up with the final title, because I don't as you probably well know we have working titles until the title really is, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. back first. And um, I, I have had this vision for working, getting a children's book out for a while for young readers. Mine is, is geared primarily at the age of 7 to 12. It could definitely okay. go younger and older and also for parents who want to work with their children. But the nice thing about this is, or by intention, that's the nice thing about it is I was, mentored in the world of metaphysics, spirituality, and positive thought in my very Roman up, uh, Catholic upbringing. Uh, mm-hmm. And from the age of about six, and from the age of about six and I wanted to pay it forward because it's helped me be a very positive, powerful woman in the um, visionary industry. I consider myself a spiritual entrepreneur, and I'm very self-confident. And I want—I know that's because I had that lovely gift as a youngster, you know, as we have so many tools that are ingrained in our consciousness stored stalled in our belief systems from ages zero to ten years old. So that's why I wanted to do it and that this has been in the works for about six years. It was just a matter of finding a publisher who believes in my vision.
2: And that's that's the challenge sometimes because they become so selective now, With the industry of who they're going to take on. And I'm really glad that you found a publisher that believes in that same vision that you and I do, which is, you know, moving children forward. And I can say that I made a conscious decision with my own kids that I wanted to keep them in that awakened state that you're talking about and with positive affirmations and those kind of things. So that sounds really exciting so let's go back to the the book that you went about last night which is the chakra book can you explain just a little bit for our listeners what that what the word chakra is i know it's very commonplace for a certain group but there's a lot of people that don't quite understand that margaret
3: Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure. You know, the word chakra itself is an ancient word that is used from the times of, oh, probably ancient China even and Hinduism and and India. Mm -hmm. And it basically means spinning wheel of light. It's the energy centers they refer to, the energy centers of the body, of our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of our consciousness. So chakra awakening can be reframed or rephrased to be mean the awakening of consciousness, being aware of what's going on in your belief systems on emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical level. Is that a nice, easy, quick description for you? That that was
2: excellent. And again, I looked at your book and one of the things that I hear a lot from the people that I work with out in the community is the chakra business that whole ideology gets a little mucked up in the world because it seems so complicated to a lot of people? But I like your book because it has some simple ways of expressing it and teaching those that may not be quite as familiar with that kind of system. And what are you saying? Is it something that we should pay attention to every day? Should we know what's going on with our chakras? Why is it important to even understand that process?
3: Well, you know, I like to bring it into more mainstream consciousness, especially if we have listeners that maybe think that this uh, new age stuff might be a little bit hokey, yes. hokey you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. so, and, and, and And I
3: know, it's just like, you know, so the way I like to look at it is it's more about being aware of what kind of thoughts are going on, what kind of feelings are you having, because whatever we believe and whatever we emote, emote, then we're broadcasting out into the universe. And so because everything is energy, a basic universal principle, and because all energy vibrates, another universal principle, and all vibration goes out and and travels in a circular direction, all those thoughts, feelings, and emotions are going out and returning back, and then we wonder why our life is a certain way or another. And it's because what we think and how we feel is what, will come and become manifest in our reality. So by awakening our awareness and by being conscious of maybe that you're not feeling very grounded today, so if you wanted to say that, then you might know that your root chakra, although you don't have to know it's the root chakra, but you it's good to know that you're needing more grounding in the root chakra, a red, brown, or black stone or a piece of clothing or Piece of jewelry might help you stay focused on being focused. Does that make sense? It was a really quick explanation.
2: <laughs> no, that was excellent, and I think what I like what you said about there is that everything is in constant motion, so for instance, if you have a an argument with your best friend what people don't realize is that that carries energy into our body and it imprints on our body. Whether we like it or not, every experience that we have goes through these chakras, these emotional, physical, and mental body points on our life. And if you don't pay attention to that, that stuff builds
3: up. It does. And eventually... Um, it could become manifest, uh, presenting as symptoms of a health issue or an emotional or mental issue. And the reason I say that they present as symptoms is because we don't have to claim that challenge. We can observe that, oh, I'm having a symptom, and then realign and transform because we always can change everything. Everything can be realigned and shifted in a positive way. There's always an opportunity for transformation.
2: And it's fun. I think people get this idea about New Age stuff that it's somewhat labor intensive. You know, you brought up the idea, Margaret, of wearing clothes or, you know, wearing different aromatherapies. It's not that difficult to make those little changes that if you make them, they mount up and live a more healthy, healthier life if people start doing it.
3: Exactly, exactly. You, you really keyed in on a very important point there because it doesn't have to be about carrying a rock or a crystal, although you could pay attention when you pick your jewelry in the morning, and which might have a yeah. stone inside of it. Um, but um, actually, you can do it by, by consciously choosing your wardrobe. It's like, okay, today I um, want to be uh, really good at communicating, and I want to make sure I'm understood. So I'm going to wear this turquoise shirt. Which is a throat chakra color, turquoise. Um, I'm going to wear this mm-hmm. turquoise shirt with this intention, so that every time I look down or see a reflection of myself in that turquoise vibration, it's just going to bring to my awareness I am a good communicator. So I like matching up an intention or an affirmation to with the color or whatever you're using with intention. You could do it with food. You can choose eating an orange to be to be more um, energized and to be able to create in a more you know, vibrant way. So everything you can do with consciousness and awareness. And it's not that hard, right?
2: How hard is it to pick out a turquoise striped shirt and, you know, even though though you may not believe what we're saying, try it. And you see. And I love the idea and suggestion, Margaret, of pairing this kind of clothing awareness, color, orange, whatever, with the positive affirmation.
3: Yeah, I have that throughout my, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say, I I do explain that throughout the book, I was just going to make reference, sorry about that. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah. please do,
3: because I love the book. And it provides an opportunity to give people the wording, like if you're so used to a negative thought, sometimes we can't come up with, well, how do I say it? So it's like somebody might say, Oh, nobody ever listens to me. Well it's like, no, I am I'm I'm very well respected and people always hear me when I speak. You know, it's just finding the right affirmation to reframe those negative thought forms.
2: Exactly. And the other part of the story is, Margaret, I'm tired of hearing people tell me that these kind of books are like not normal books. Or their crazy books or their fringe books. We're talking about normal people doing normal, simple tasks to add value to their life. I think people get so tired and they think everything has to be so challenging. And I loved your book yesterday because you can pick it up anywhere within the book and get something out of it.
3: That's true. that's true so it depends some people don't want to read um you know i just look at it as some people aren't interested in self-help type books this is what i would call a self-help book and it incorporates some what i refer to as metaphysical concepts it's beyond the physical it's using your intuition using your consciousness using your awakening of awareness but if not everybody's into that then bless them on their path and I try not to let that get to me because I, I'm blessed to interact with, also because I intend it, with people who do want this information, that do want tools for transformation.
2: You got it, sister. And here's <laughs> the great thing I, bought, I found you yesterday. I'm always pretty happy. Like, I enjoy being out with people. And, you know, I have issues like everybody else. But to find another person that was celebrating such excitement for just being in the present moment, that was you yesterday in your booth. It was so refreshing to see another person that loves what they do and really wants to help the world
3: with their own self-help. Well, thank you for noticing. It really is the truth. I love love what I do. I'm a very enthusiastic, happy person, and I hope to spread that happiness and enthusiasm to as many people who are willing to or interested in enjoying that fun. (laughs)
2: Exactly. And you touched upon something about the self-help books. People are really into self-awareness and projects of all kinds. Fix our home, home, you know, Home Depot has all these at home demonstrations that you can do at home. And I think that people are really looking for more of that. So I really don't want them to be afraid of the word chakra.
3: Oh, yes, the, I agree.
2: You know what I mean? Because, and there's lots of different words out there, but I think part of the issue is. There's no other word you can use in the universe to describe that
3: system. it got loud here. Would you repeat that last sentence you said? Oh, sure. You I'm know, behind my talk- at the International New Age Trade, so I don't know if people know that. I'm yeah, behind exactly. the doing this. <laughs> say that oh, one more. I'm- I apologize. I know we're all live on the air, and I'm like, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> That's so funny. I did it. I was talking
2: earlier on the show that I was in New York doing the show live behind a trash can. I mean, that was the only place I could find and now I'm tucked behind this little hallway at the INAPS convention. What I was saying was I Yeah, I am. Across the booth the other way from you. I was really I like that you used the word chakra because it's as part of our our work in the world, we have to educate people not to be afraid of what those kind of words are.
3: Yeah, you know, I, go
2: ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no. Well, what I was going to say was I was really glad that your book won first place last night because that is the main word in the title.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I've been wondering about that since since it launched, you know, which is, it's been uh, out a year and a half now, or not quite a year and a half, but close, and, and I thought, oh, I hope that it, I hope this crosses into mainstream consciousness. I would so yeah. love for people to be able to be open to that, to the word chakra, and it become a, you know, uh, just because. And I think so. With what I think, because I figure I have, a, I have to practice what I preach. I think, well, Deepak Chopra is, has crossed over into mainstream consciousness. And and I don't know if you heard of our opening breakfast speaker, I am Lavance. And she brought up a good point of go first class, just think big. You know, remember where we're really meant to be. And I, I really believe this is meant to reach the, the the majority of the people.
2: Yeah, and not by using the words, you don't color code it. That takes guts. You know, I mean, you can come up with lots of different words for it, but there is no perfect
3: word. For chakra, you mean? Yeah, I like it. No, I'm, I mean it. Just it's really hard. How could you? How could you come? How, what else are you going to call it? It's the chakra. It is the chakra.
2: Well, you know, a lot of people try to use life force and all those different kind of words, but it is a part of a bigger process, an ancient process. So, thank you very much for doing that. So, I would <laughs> like in the last few minutes that we have. Can you tell me about your business, how people can get a hold of you, how they can find your book in their own community and learn about that word chakra?
3: Oh, very good. I would love to. So um, my business is the Crystal Garden, which is in Boynton Beach, Florida. And so if you live in Palm Beach County, Florida, or ever come to visit in the tropics, Uh, please stop by to see us. It's (laughs) com. And then as far as I really, I'm glad you said about finding it in their community. So I really encourage you to look for Chakra Awakening at your local bookstore. Support that local vendor, that local store owner who is keeping your community alive. And so Chakra Awakening is available everywhere, including the big box stores as well. And, of course, online at com and amazon.com. And um, my main way of finding out more about me is Margaret Ann Lembo. That's L E M B O dot com. Margaret Ann Lembo dot com. And I'm also like really love my Facebook page. So if you ever want to meet me over at the Chakra Awakening page, that's a good I way to find to out to more that. about it. Or Margaret Ann Lembo page. Either one. Well, do you tweet? I do tweet. I do tweet, and it's Margaret. And with one n because it was just was too long. Margaret Ann Lembo and I also tweet the uh, th Crystal Garden without the e in it. So the uh, <laughs> but just you, know, you can find me. They, they word search always works, you know. You can you type in Margaret Ann Lembo and or Chakra Awakening or the Crystal Garden and we come up like really a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, you explode on that Google search do yeah.
3: Uh, well, I think, yeah, I think so. Every time I've checked, it makes me happy. <laughs>
2: yeah, that makes us all happy. So I was going to ask you one or two more questions. What has been Good. your favorite part about the show, other than you winning first place for your book, what have you been <laughs> drawn to the most this on, during the INAT?
3: Well, you know, this what I love most about this show this year is that, I have dedicated my time to staying in my booth. Every year I've been either out signing my book or out being the cover president or shopping for my retail store, and I'm spending, I would say, over 90% of my time in this booth and enjoying meeting new customers, new retailers, and getting to really talk and visit with people in our booth and, you know, really play with the essential oils and spray. So that's my favorite part this year.
2: Well, why did you choose to do that?
3: One is because I realized I was trying to spin too many plates in the air, and that was a little oh, bit too much. That, was, that yeah. was one reason. And then the other is is that uh, every show I always feel sad that I didn't get to meet all the people that I got these orders from. I really want to know my customers. And, and because I have uh, advanced, thank you very much, to the place where I am now, I don't get, I don't take, I don't know who my customers are. My staff takes the orders. So I figure this is my opportunity to have face-to-face moments. And some people really love my book, so I want to be able to be available to meet the retailers who are selling my book, hand-selling my book, and at their local store. I'm so proud that
2: I can hear you say that because, you know, sometimes there's authors that like that separation, and it sounds like you're a lot like me. Where you like to be amongst the people, and and I love when they
3: ask good questions. Do you like when they ask you good questions? Oh, I I adore it. It's like oh, good. They actually right. read the book and they actually get what I'm talking about. And yes, and I do. Like I, you know, why I like to be amongst the people because I am the people. <laughs> i exactly. just like anybody. I'm just like anybody else. Sometimes that separation causes a, a perception of that the author is greater than or smarter than or better than their readers. And that's not true. I learn all the time. I figure every time I go on book tour, I tell people, the reason I have to do this talk is it's like, you know, when you were little and you had to stand at the board and write a thousand times something so you'd remember. Well, I get to say it a thousand times so I remember what I'm sharing so I can integrate it into my own life.
2: It's so refreshing to hear you say that. And you're so approachable. That was my other favorite part about you yesterday. So you are staying in your booth, and you are being present with everybody that comes forth. Now, do you have any other engagements coming up that we could talk about in the near
3: future? Actually, I do. Thank you. That's, I am. I, well, if uh, Colorado Springs doesn't burn down, God bless them, I'm going to be in Colorado <laughs> Springs on Wednesday because we do have some – uh, very intense uh, fires here in Denver area. So Colorado Springs will be at Celebrations Bookstore on Wednesday, and I'm going to my own website as I'm talking to you so I can remember where, what dates there I'm um, going to be where. Then we're heading to Nashville, and I'll be speaking at Vanderbilt University. to the Oh, my goodness. Faculty. I know. I'm speaking to the staff and <laughs> faculty <laughs> oh. and Students about the awakening of consciousness. Ooh, I love that. I know. And then I'll also be right there in Nashville at the Center of Symmetry and speaking with them uh, at that. So I have a couple of appearances in Nashville, Tennessee, and that will be July 1st and July 2nd in Nashville. And then over to Roswell, Georgia, which is the Atlanta, suburb of Atlanta, to Meditating Mantis. And that will be on July 3rd. And then July 6th, I'll be in Sarasota, Florida at Elysian Fields, And then I get to go home. (laughs) Go
2: home. (laughs) Well, you know what? We're all out of time. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for joining me live on air. I know it takes a brave soul to go walk down this path with me. So thank you very much.
3: Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to do it, and it's good because I should get out there with my customers out on the other side of this. this uh, then, like, All right. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank Blessings. you. Thank you, Margaret.
2: Um, that's it. Now, I want to make a reminder next week I'm going to be back on air my regular time, which is Thursday's High central time. I know we were on this week. Um, on Mountain Standard Time because I'm in Denver live. but remember as always, change doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow
1: I'll see Thanks you next for Thursday, today. I knew. don't miss her famous at home personal enrichment lessons, you can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change, they're simple and nothing like you've experienced before just like Jillian warm and fuzzy with an attitude so change already